Warning, this is an after-hours episode of The Quash. We are not responsible for any offense taken. Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is a good episode. I think it's probably an after-hours episode because there's a lot of cursing in it, and I go off pretty hard against these con-cons who I really detest. It's the final episode in the Lysander Spooner Letter to Grover Cleveland essay that I've been doing for 40 episodes, and it's really, really a great part of the essay that just shows that all this nonsense about how it's Joe Biden and Obama and Clinton who have ruined it, just not true. They've been saying the same old load of shit forever in this country, and the problem is nothing to do with these liberals. It has everything to do with the fundamental construction of the document and the fraud that is government. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer, practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth. And the truth is that I was a constitutional conservative, a believer. I used to run around talking about the Constitution and liberty and the fantasticness and the founders and the genius and all this other stupid crap for years and years and years and years. And then about 25 years ago, I got the Internet. And in fairly short order, I figured out I'd been conned. I'd been taken in. It was a grift to keep me on a tax-paying plantation. And when that happened, I became self-certified as a master practitioner. I've also given myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for all the incredible work I've done here, exposing it on my podcast through hundreds of shows. And when Jones Plantation, the movie, came out, I played Mr. Jones. And as a result of my incredible acting job on there, I gave myself the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the highest award that any civilian can give themselves. And I gave it to myself for that work on that movie. And I'm quite sure I earned it. And I like to make fun of credentials and awards and things like that because that credentialing award system is the control system they use to make sure that people have to memorize officialdom and then regurgitate it. Because if you don't, then they take your license, your certification, or they destroy you professionally. And that's a great control system. And everybody saw it during COVID with the doctors. Anyone who spoke up, boom, fired. Spoke up as a nurse, boom, fired. And that's the system they use in everything. You have to have a license to cut people's hair and their fingernails. It's moronic. This is a massive control system. So I try to mock it, and I hope other people will give themselves awards just to help mock this ridiculous system. Okay, enough about all that. Let's go ahead and get this last episode of the Spooner Letter to Grover Cleveland started. So I'm going to continue with Spooner's essay, Letter to Grover Cleveland, that we're really close to the end of, which is a shame, of course, because I wish this Spooner essay could go on forever. And it was funny, I was my way out to the L.A. movie screening of Jones Plantation, and on the plane I decided to read some Spooner, and I was rereading his The Unconstitutionality of Slavery essay, which is probably one of his least read essays. People are not in any way familiar with that essay. It probably even makes the letter to Grover Cleveland look like a bestseller. Very obscure essay he wrote, and... I've decided I'm not going to do the entire essay, but there's so many great parts of it. The reason the essay is not really, I would say, rated as important by anybody, really, is because slavery was specifically outlawed, so-called, made unconstitutional with the 13th Amendment. But the essay is so packed full of fantastic stuff that I'm going to do a large amount of it 
in a different kind of way and not so much to cover the essay, but to use the pieces as jumping off pieces to discuss what I consider to be very important. One of the most important things it's got in there is a tremendous expose of what are legal rules for interpreting issues. And this is not something that really gets discussed even in law school, at least not in the law school I've ever went to or anyone I've ever talked to as a lawyer. It's true you see them every once in a while in a Supreme Court case where you read it and they say, oh, the interpretation is X, Y, and Z, and they give some Latin phrase about horse shit that nobody knows Latin anymore. But this guy breaks it out entirely, and I suspect it was a whole area of legal understanding, and it's critical to being able to see the kinds of problems that go on today. And I think people will enjoy the way I end up doing it. Like I say, it's not going to be about slavery. But I decided to do it because there's a couple other pieces I want to do by Spooner, and I just think that so much of his work is worth doing. And this letter to Grover Cleveland is a great example. It's a fantastic essay, and we're in the end part now where he's just ranting about the insanity that goes on, and so much of the stuff will resonate with people. And since we've already been in it for a long time and people already know about it, you've definitely listened to the most recent episode on this. And so I want to go ahead and let's get started on it and see how much we can cover because there's so many great points. Really, you could probably do a show on almost every sentence here near the end, but we're not going to do that. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and pick it up and read the paragraph right before so we can have the context As we move forward, this is what we finished on last time, talking about lawyers. These champions, trained to such contests and armed not only with all the weapons of their own skill, cunning, and power, can supply, but also with all the iniquitous laws, precedents, and technicalities that lawmakers and supreme courts can give them for defeating justice and accomplishing injustice, can, if not always, yet none but themselves know how often, offer their clients such chances of victory independently of the justice of their causes as to induce the dishonest to go into court to evade justice or accomplish injustice, not less often perhaps than the honest go in there to hope to get justice or avoid injustice. Oh man, it's so good. That's where we left off last time. And it's just so accurate. For the most part, the courts are used to impose injustice. I just saw today that the Supreme Court is going to allow border agents to go in and cut barbed wire or some crap like that. I just thought it was hilarious. You see this uproar by the people all shocked. I'm sure Concons will be shocked and that Amy Coney Barrett and that Justice Roberts all switched sides and went with the evil liberals and all this other stupid shit. I told you when that lady was getting nominated is crap. All these people up there in the courts are crap. They're all federal court sycophants. They've been in the federal system as government employees and Department of Justice employees and judges their entire careers. They're complete phonies. If you think those people are going to do anything for you, I will believe that one of the presidents has an interest in actually protecting the people when a president nominates those lawyers on Twitter who do those shut the fuck up videos where they tell you to shut the fuck up when you're talking to the cops. Just shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. Those are the kind of people you need on the Supreme Court. Instead, they always select these other people. Amy Coney Barrett 
when she was put up there, had this insanity about these precedents. She'd written a whole theory in a paper called super precedents that are just the idea that some Supreme Court opinions are so important. They're such super precedents that they have to be protected regardless of whether they're right or wrong or anything else. This is utterly moronic. Anybody who thinks this woman was ever going to be on our side is delusional. And this is the fact, is that the system is set up to make sure that injustice can be done for the people who are insiders and connected. That's the reason for the system, the way it's set up. I understand that that's not what people think it should be, but anybody can look around and see that's how the justice system actually functions. Anybody. So let's continue. We have now, I think, some 60,000 of these champions who make it the business of their lives to equip themselves for these conflicts and sell their services for a price. 60,000. I did some uh, checking and looked at some numbers. It appears we have about six times more lawyers per capita now than they did back then when Spooner was writing. (laughs) So basically 125 years later, we have six times more lawyers. You think the system's gotten better? You think it's a lot more justice now? It's just endless stupid shit. And, and still, the people run around and tell you it's the greatest system ever invented and greatest justice system, blah, blah, blah. It's just nonsense. Let's continue. Is there any one of these men who studies justice as a science and regards that alone in all his professional exertions? <laughs> uh, how devastating is that? I've told you again and again. Justice has absolutely no part, no part whatsoever in a decision. To the extent that you get justice, it's pure chance. The judge is obligated, so-called, to simply follow the law, the law in its jurisdiction, whatever the appellate courts have said in his jurisdiction. That's what justice in the district court must do. And those just guarantees that you'll get a bunch of injustice because They make no sense, and they're all just these arbitrary rules that are interpreted a thousand different ways. has nothing to do with doing justice, nothing. And in fact, tons and tons of times, you've all heard it, oh, hard cases make bad law. And I hate having to do this to you, Sonny, but this is the law. That makes no sense at all. Everything should be about justice. If there are any such, why do we so seldom or never hear of them? Why have they not told us hundreds of years ago what are men's natural rights of person and property? And why have they not told us how false, absurd, and tyrannical are all these lawmaking governments? That is a very fair question. If there are all these men, if these men really are respectable men, men of integrity, Justice Clarence Thomas, if they really care about any of this stuff, they claim to. How come they don't speak up and tell you the same things that I've told you in my podcast, the same things Spooner told you in his essays? How come? Why don't they point out the absurdity of all this crap and the idea that they have any of this authority to tell everyone in the country what the law is is ludicrous? Why don't they speak up? Why don't they? Why don't they tell you that these governments of arbitrary laws with a bunch of people who have absolutely no personal responsibility are hopeless imposters and frauds? Why? Why don't they tell you what a bunch of tyrants that I all are? Because they're not men of integrity. They're not about justice. They're not. Why are so many of them so ambitious to become lawmakers and judges themselves? Bingo. Go down and look and see what's in the DA's office. These are career government people 
there are people with political aspirations or there are people who stay there briefly and then roll out and go do defense work. They get the free training. That's it. So many of them have ambitions towards being a judge themselves. So many have ambitions in politics. None of them are down there concerned about doing justice. None of them are concerned about that. Not the tiniest little bit. Let's continue. Is it too much to hope for mankind that they may sometime have courts of justice instead of such courts of injustice as these? I really wonder, is it? I don't know if people are capable. Anybody who's seen those shows I put in Patreon about it, I mean, come on. What's the story? Can people even do this? Are they so far gone? There's literally no instruction whatsoever about natural law. None. All they talk about is this man-made horseshit positive law and the Constitution always made up interpretations of it. It's all crap, people. Let's continue. If we should ever have courts of justice, it's easy to see what will become of statute books, Supreme Courts, trial by battle, and all the other machinery of fraud and tyranny by which the world is now ruled. And that really is exactly why it's not discussed. This is why the con-cons are pushed in media as a multi-billion dollar industry. And the truth, as I tell people again and again about natural law and the total fraud of these arbitrary governments, is never spoken of and never will be. Because if people understood it, none of this crap could ever be supported. People would never support it and they could never be fooled again by some amendment or the idea we need an Article 5 convention that we're going to vote harder. We're going to jump up and down and get organized and our guy's going to do this because it's fundamentally all fraudulent and it can never work to do any of the things the con-cons pretend it will do and that the brilliant founders designed and all this other crap. It has not worked since day one to do any of the things people claim. It has simply grown and grown and grown and grown. The abuses have grown and grown and grown and grown. That's it. The only reason you can look back and see how it was better in the beginning is because it was the beginning. They hadn't had time to build it all up. The entire system fell apart in 1860. You can't have a war to hold together a voluntary union of states. It's totally impossible. It's totally impossible. And it's another reason I want to do his Unconstitutionality of Slavery essay in the way I want to. Because it shows that the reason for the war was totally unnecessary if men had ever had any kind of integrity and spoken up about the fact that the slavery itself, of course, never had any real existence in the laws. It didn't. It was just so a peculiar institution and all these other made up things that they claim. But it had no actual existence in the law. There was no way to enforce it. And of course, there were no men of integrity running around trying to free those slaves based on that, even though he wrote his own essay. I think it was... I think he wrote in the 40s or the 50s, plenty of years before, and wrote letters to politicians themselves asking them if they had read it, to see if they had read it, to see why they should never, ever be supporting and claiming there's some kind of constitutional issue and that we're coming to the state of war and all this other crap. And this is the whole thing, is that the entire system is just fraud and tyranny. That's all it is. It's a gigantic control system. You're never, ever, ever going to get the system supporting or promoting or really even permitting it on any kind of large scale. The dissemination of the information, that's the truth because they rely on it all. And these men are all just men attempting to try to build their own fortunes. And they don't care who they trample on. They just don't care. And the good people are all fooled by government and these bad actors in the con-con movement who are all simply self-interested running around knaves pushing off packs and packs of lies. That's all it is. That's all it is. 
Let's continue. If the people of this country knew what crimes are constantly committed by these courts of injustice, they would squelch them without mercy as unceremoniously as they would squelch so many gangs of bandits and pirates. Man, is that true? All this wearing a robe and your honor this and my honor that and all this crap. It's just a load of shit, man. Those people are up there just abusing us endlessly. The newspapers are full of stories of injustice every single day. These horrible criminals who get off. These people who aren't even criminals like the J6 people who are held forever. These are outrageous fake trials. Just it's endless. The government employees, the FBI abusing people, the DOJ abusing people in a thousand ways. Nothing happens to them. Nothing happens to them. If people understood and they weren't being constantly brainwashed by the con-cons about the miracle and the beauty and the voting and all this other stupid shit, they'd wake up and see what it was. And then they'd see that it's both sides. They're all against us. Let's continue. In fact, bandits and pirates are highly respectable and honorable villains compared with the judges of these courts of injustice. Bandits and pirates do not, like these judges, Attempt to cheat us out of our own common sense in order to cheat us out of our property, liberty, or life. (laughs) Uh, These are the complex explanations they claim based upon the Constitution, this, and all these readings, and the law, and analyzing this and that. It's all shit. They're supposed to be up there to do justice. They get people convinced that these courts that just do nothing but injustice, everybody can watch and see. The system does not function in any form or fashion to do justice. Some poor widow, some poor anything. Somebody kills the person who molests their daughter, and then they're the ones who are held off to prison because you have to let the state take its course. Not that they didn't kill somebody who had it coming. No, they just have to wait. You have to wait. Always have to wait. Everything's about that. Just to gross injustices all the time. That did not exist for the vast majority of human existence. It just didn't. People were in small tribes and villages, and when shit went down, they just took care of it, and that was it. And that was it. Was there some injustice? Of course. But nothing like now. Now it's institutionalized. Now it's not just institutionalized, but they gaslight the living shit out of everybody, and they try to convince them that this gross injustice is, in fact, justice, and that they're sworn to it. It's the greatest system ever. It's completely insane. It's making people crazy. Let's continue. They do not profess to be anything but such villains as they really are. They do not claim to have received any divine authority for robbing, enslaving, or murdering us at their pleasure. They do not claim immunity for their crimes upon the ground that they're duly authorized agents of any such invisible, intangible, irresponsible, unimaginable thing as society or the state. Exactly. All of this utter bullshit about government, all your consent, and therefore they do it, and it's just following orders, and this is my sworn authorization to do this, and I hate to have to do this, son, blah, blah, blah. No personal responsibility for any of this. Bandits, they don't do that. They don't claim any of that crap. This is the gaslight that drives people insane. This is the massive, deep confusion about what government is. They had told the government's there to protect their rights, but everybody can see it doesn't. It does the opposite. And until you can have the fog wiped away from your eyes and see the reality of what government actually is, a government of arbitrary rules, is just a government of men to abuse you, 
and all these fancy words about freedom and liberty and the beauty of the founders, and the greatest document ever, and blah, blah, blah. It's all lies, gaslighting, very deep gaslighting. Continue. They do not insult us by telling us that they are only exercising that authority to rob, enslave, and murder us, which we ourselves have delegated to them. <laughs> they do not claim that they are robbing, enslaving, murdering us solely to secure our happiness and prosperity and not from any selfish motives of their own. How many times do we hear this that's for our protection? All this abuse we supposedly consent to that's just heaped on us to protect us from terror and everything else. Well, we don't want that protection. doesn't matter. They shove it down your throat. <laughs> they tell you this is the greatest system of freedom ever invented. They do not claim a wisdom so superior to that of the producers of wealth as to know better than they how their wealth should be disposed of. They do not tell us that we are the freest and happiest people on earth inasmuch as each of our male adults is allowed one voice in tens of millions in the choice of the men who are to rob, enslave, and murder us. Wow, how prescient is that? See this same stupid shit about how we're the greatest, freest? That's been going on forever. And my vote proves I'm free? It's been going on forever. Your vote obviously means nothing. The people you vote for don't have to do anything they say they will. Nothing. They have no personal responsibility for not doing it, for doing it in a way that's not what they said. Nothing. Nothing about voting for one of two different crooks makes you free in any way. Nothing. The government you're voting for claims the right to take whatever it wants from you and spend it however it wants. Under no circumstances are you free when that's the case. The government you're voting for claims to have the authority to conscript you into its wars and then to send you overseas to kill or be killed for a cause you have absolutely no interest in. You're not free. See, you're not free in any form or fashion. The confusion is so deep now, people can't see it. But you can see, even back in Spooner's day, the absurdity of being filled with this nonsense about voting. The idea that, oh, now everybody gets to vote. Therefore, we must be super, super duper free now. It's moronic. The vote doesn't do anything. If it could do anything, then you wouldn't have the problems. They're free to trample your rights. That's all. Continue. They do not tell us that all liberty and order would be destroyed and that society itself would go to pieces and man back to barbarism if it were not for the care and supervision and protection they lavish upon us. <laughs> this is just all the time. Well, what, what are you going to do? We got to have something. What do you want? Chaos? Anarchy? Crime? Running the streets? They were using the same stupid shit back then. They're always telling you, but for having this criminal enterprise called government, stealing whatever it wants from you, spending however it wants, totally immune from any possible personal consequence or responsibility. If it wasn't for that, oh man, you'd be screwed. You'd be screwed. There'd be gangs, barbarism. <laughs> oh my God. When this ridiculous country was so-called founded in the mid-1770s? You think the people interacted with government all the time? No, they didn't. There was almost no interaction with government. Yet, they didn't have that. They didn't have barbarism. If there was barbarism and chaos, how did they ever form a government? How did they ever get organized enough to fight the Brits? <laughs> 
You don't have to have a criminal enterprise arbitrarily running you in order to have some kind of peace. Of course you'll have bad people who'll try to get some gangs together. Of course you will. But even a gang, uh, some kind of mob running a neighborhood, they sure they take a shakedown from places a lot of times. They do. But it's nowhere near as much as the federal government. And then they don't tell you how to run your business. All they care about is taking the money. Government wants to tell you how to run your business. And then they also demand that you pay them money based upon the way they tell you to run your business. And they tell you who you can do what with and who you can hire. They tell you everything. A mob is much less restrictive, much less restrictive. But with the literally endless brainwashing on TV and movies about what government's supposedly saving you from is Zika and violence and gangs and nuclear war and all these people, all it's all bullshit. The government is obviously simply protecting itself and its own bad actors all the time. It's impossible to find any criminal organization that's taking trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars out of the uh, population like our own government does. It's completely impossible. And that's because good people would never put up with it. But here, because of constitutional conservatism and all the brainwashing and gaslighting, the vast, vast, vast majority of good people support government based upon arguments like this, that without it, we'd be just rendered into barbarism and anarchy and chaos. Some bullshit. Continue. They do not tell us of the almshouses, hospitals, schools, churches, etc., which are the purest charity and benevolence they maintain for our benefit out of the money they take from us. Exactly. They run around. They point to these things that government supposedly does. Government doesn't do any of this shit. Government has nothing. Everything government has, it's stolen. That's the reality. So the idea that they're doing it for us is preposterous. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, Legal Man? (laughs) Well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. They run around. They point to these things that government supposedly does. Government doesn't do any of this shit. Government has nothing. Everything government has, it's stolen. That's the reality. So the idea that they're doing it for us is preposterous. It doesn't have anything. We could do it better and cheaper without government. We could. Oh, we maybe we couldn't get it done. Couldn't get, oh, well, maybe we couldn't get it done. Maybe people don't want to do it. So it's a better thing to say people are being forced to do something they don't want to do? Makes no sense, people. They do not carry their heads high above all other men and demand our reverence and admiration as statesmen, patriots, and benefactors. How sick and tired am I of, of hearing that stupid shit from people to respect the office? Oh, you got to respect the office. I don't respect the office of a bunch of criminals. The people in those offices are criminals. They're not statesmen and patriots. All this bullshit about the founders. 
God, it's so ridiculous. They were just men. Oh, they set the greatest system. Oh, they did? Then how come they had the Louisiana Purchase right away when they all knew it was totally unconstitutional? They just handed it out to their friends. Huh? That was so great. It was a land scam. Oh, they were fantastic criminals. The greatest criminals the world's ever known. They do not claim that we have voluntarily come into their society and surrendered them all our natural rights of person and property, nor all our original natural right of defending our own rights and redressing our own wrongs. Oh, man, how important is that? This is the thing you hear all the time. Oh, you agree to it. You don't like it, move to Somalia. Well, I don't understand. You're just presuming the validity of this criminal enterprise. I haven't agreed any. There is no consent. One rigged up vote 240 years ago, I'm supposedly bound by it. Literally no legal theory to explain it. Preposterous. Have to wait for the police. Not allowed to protect your own businesses from shoplifters. If you do something, they come and arrest you while the police are told to stand down. And the people run around and tell you it's the greatest system ever. Most fantastic system. Con cons pushing this shit that if we just voted the right way, it's your fault for not voting the right way. It's just bullshit. They do not tell us that they have established infallible Supreme Courts to whom they refer all questions as to the legality of their acts and that they do nothing that is not sanctioned by these courts. God, I get so sick of hearing about the courts and got to go through the system. Why do I have to go through some crooked, rotten criminal system in order to have a so-called legitimate answer? It's a joke. It is a setup. Every one of these times, oh, well, the Supreme Court, they made a mistake. We have to get back in there. Oh, it's a 5-4 decision. Oh, look, they analyze their opinion. Look, it doesn't even make sense. It's unconstitutional. What they're saying is not true. And then I'll point to some other opinion. It's just utter nonsense arguing about whether or not the chicken bones they threw down said one thing or another, whether or not the tarot cards they're reading are accurate. It's just bullshit. People have been told and believed this idea that courts somehow are there to stand in the form of justice and all this crap and respect what they say. It is utter fantasy. Andrew Jackson knew. Okay, he's given his opinion. Now let him enforce it. Exactly. Exactly. They do not attempt to deceive us or mislead us or reconcile us to their doings by any such pretenses, impostures, or insults as these. There is not a single John Marshall among them. <laughs> That's a great slam against Marshall, who, of course, early in the essay, he just goes off on about Gibbons v. Ogden and this idea that we came into society, we relinquished all our rights, and therefore, the government must do whatever they have to do and blah, blah, blah. And this is the so-called justification. It's all just complete and utter shit, people. None of this stuff is true. Not one tiny bit of any of this is true. And yet, that's what you hear today. He was hearing the exact same thing in 1880 when he wrote this. He was sick of it. Sick of it. <laughs> all right, let's finish up this essay. There's only about a page left. On the contrary, they, meaning the criminals acknowledge themselves robbers, murderers, and villains, pure and simple. When they have once taken our money, they have the decency to get out of our sight as soon as possible. They do not persist in following us and robbing us again and again so long as we produce anything they can take from us. Wow, how devastating is that? Think of all the taxes. 
You get taxed at every level. Everyone who pays you has to pay taxes when you get your taxed money. Once you pay tax on it, you have to pay more tax and sales tax and excise tax on everything you buy. Then you have death taxes. You have inheritance taxes. You have every kind of tax. They just tax every single action, transaction, endlessly. And the people still run around and claim we have to have it, have to have it. Criminals are so much more honest. These people pretend to have our consent to do this. It's moronic. The only consent people give is the consent that someone else's money can be taken. Nobody is sending extra money in to the IRS who runs around and claims that the rich aren't being taxed enough, who are supposedly rich people themselves. Nothing prevents them from just sending in a check. Make a donation. Send it in. No one does. You really want to see how much consent there is? Put it all on GoFundMe. Let's see how many people are actually going to willing to fund the government, functions of any sort. It wouldn't collect anything. There is no consent for any of this government. So continuing to be told that it's the greatest system or consent to it and freedom in the Constitution, it's just lies, people. This is just complete and total lies. Continue. In short, they acknowledge themselves enemies of the human race, meaning the criminals who are much more honest. They acknowledge it to be our unquestioned right and duty to kill them if we can, that they expect nothing else than that we kill them if we can, and that we are only fools and cowards if we do not kill them by any and every means in our power. And now you know exactly why they outlaw the Declaration of Independence, because if people understood it was happening, they'd be none too happy about the people in government. But the people in government give themselves all this protection against the people they claim to have the consent of. If you're abusing people so badly that you have to outlaw even having anyone discuss the idea of getting rid of you outside of the system, you can vote. All all you can do is vote. All you can do is stay within their corrupt system. And still, the constitutional conservatives can't catch on because they all 100% support the union, the Constitution, America. There's no reason for a civil war. None. No reason for a current civil war. No reason for revolutions. You just withdraw. You just have people leave. Just massive amounts of secession all over the place, and the thing just gets dissolved down. That's what real consent of the people would look like. But that's no issue. It's always an argument about trying to get control of the government itself so you can then implement your own policies and criminal ideas so you can take the money from the people you want, spend it the way you want. That's all politicians do. And the fact is that people understand when there's a criminal, you go kill them. But when it's government, oh, God, we can't even discuss anything like that. That's horrible. Of course not. We have to respect the office and then we have to use all of our money they bring in to protect themselves from any and every possible thing. They fly around on private planes. They shut traffic down so these guys can drive around like kings. It's idiotic what people put up with. It's moronic, and it's all laid at the feet of those con-cons who speak to the people we could use who want freedom and completely and totally brainwash them and gaslight them about what the government is, what it ever could be under this thing called a constitution where they make up arbitrary rules and have no personal consequence or liability. Liberals can never be reached. People who want big government, who want to use the power of government to take shit from other people and spend it on themselves under the guise of helping the nation— Those people, they can never be reached by reason concerning natural law and natural rights. Never. Only people who can be reached are the people who are already conservative and want limited government. And all those people are all swept into a ditch by con-cons in media and academia. That's why they are the enemy. All right, let's finish it. 
They neither ask nor expect any mercy if they should ever fall into the hands of honest men. For all these reasons, they are not only modest and sensible, but really frank, honest, and honorable villains contrasted with these courts of injustice and the lawmakers by whom these courts are established. Man, is that true. God, I feel that so much. And I would add to that, and these despicable men and women in media who run around pretending to be for liberty and rights and freedom and then support the Constitution and this unbelievably criminal enterprise that has grown up around it and tell you all day long what a freedom machine it is if we could just vote the right way. And we're about to lose. We're about to lose the Republic. Always about to lose it. We lost it so long ago. You can't have a civil war to hold a voluntary union together. It's completely and totally impossible. Yet they all love Lincoln. That's when it was over. The government just went out of control since then. Why? Well, because you can't leave. It's the Chaz Palminteri. Now you just can't leave. He locks the door. It's over. You can't leave. Well, if you're in a minority, you're screwed. So all they do is just pit everybody against each other in these little groups. And then the government's doing so much crap. You've got this, stuff. oh, single issue voter. Well, what good does that do? How can you be a single issue voter and have the system ever work? You're anti-abortion. Okay, good. Knock yourself out. But everything else your candidate stands for gets in. <laughs> and that's including the fact that they don't have to do anything they say. See, this is the problem, is that the people are brainwashed. Government education, endless media, every movie, running around, claiming we're the greatest, freest, and waving the flag. This is the problem. No honest discussion is ever permitted in this area. None. It's just never permitted. Because if the people ever caught on, wow, would there be a backlash. All right, this is it. Such, Mr. Cleveland, is the real character of the government of which you are the nominal head. Such are and have been its lawmakers. Such are and have been its judges. Such have been its executives. Such is its present executive. Have you anything to say for any of them? Yours truly, Lysander Spooner, Boston, May 15th, 1886. The end. <laughs> uh, obviously never got an answer and he wouldn't have lived to have seen it anyway but that's the way he thought of them that's the way he felt of them and I don't blame him I don't blame him I've decided I'm going to do a show where I go back through this inauguration speech now that we've been through his letter to them that set him off so much because I think it was really, really helpful to go look at that speech and just see all the parallels between then and now. All the same horse shit they've been spewing. Because so many people are told by concons and media that it just happened with Obama or Clinton or some crap. It's been going on forever. This is the scam of government. This is the part the concons are not honest about. This is the reason we're in the mess we're in, because people are dragged off into this ditch and sold this crap about liberals and constitutional conservatives and originalism and all this other shit, when the problem is much more fundamental. There's no consent and there's no basis to ever empower some entity to make up arbitrary laws just to take shit from other people. 
Does no individual has that authority. So it doesn't matter how many individuals without that authority get together and agree that they're going to delegate it to somebody else or something else. They don't have it to delegate. That's the fundamental problem of all this. The only kind of government that can ever be legitimate is a government that simply protects natural rights and enforces natural law. And there is no such government like that on the face of the earth. None of them are founded in that. None of them are even close. (laughs) And so... This is the problem. The con-cons are not honest. And his essay is so great. And I feared that when I read that last part, it would turn into basically an after-hours because it's just so dead on. And I think probably this is an after-hours show, ultimately. Whether I'll mark it as that, I don't know. But it's just, it it angers me so much when I read it and I think about these con-cons, how they lie to people every single day, night and day, about the idea that the Constitution is this magnificent thing that's been tortured and screwed up by the liberals here with Clinton and Obama and Biden. It's bullshit. It's fundamentally flawed and screwed up and has been screwed up for 240 years. And absolutely no question about it for the last 165 since the Civil War. None. Absolutely no possible way to be intellectually consistent. And the way they just keep covering up and lying about it just drives me crazy. It drives me crazy because... The only chance we have is to reach some of those people, to get enough people on our side to see the truth so that this system can be dismantled, so that we can actually have some freedom. But under the current system and under this idea the con-cons push, it's totally and completely impossible. It's totally and completely impossible. It's not a matter of it being difficult and needing to organize sufficiently. It's completely and totally impossible because you're trying to use a system that can never do what you said. It can never do it. You can never have a system like this where they can just arbitrarily create rules and then the Supreme Court can arbitrarily enforce them and claim that that's now constitutional and there's nothing you can do about it. It's idiotic. That can never happen. Where justice is no part of it. The only thing justice means is that you're following the so-called rule of law, which is just a made-up arbitrary load of shit. Until people understand that, we have no chance. And I don't see much chance because we're simply not allowed to discuss it. All the people out in the public, who are alternative media or this or that, they all ultimately love the Constitution. They all do. They just think it has to be done right. And as long as that's the only thing that's allowed to flourish, we're screwed. We're totally screwed. So I knew it would piss me off. I knew it would. But we came to the end of that, and it's a shame because I love it so much. But hopefully everybody enjoyed the series, and they can always go back and listen to it. And like I said, I'm going to go back and do a show on the actual inauguration speech that set him off. Because I think it'll be an interesting way to put a bow on that. And I'll include it whenever I put this thing together as a single kind of program, which is uh, the entire essays, all the different pieces together. I'll include that one. So so that's it. It's sad, but like I said, I'm going to do more Spooner in some other essays. And so it's not the end of Spooner, of course, but it is the end of that. And I had a lot of fun doing it, and I really hope people enjoyed it and got something out of it. It's a fantastic essay. I hope it makes people want to read the essay themselves and to pass it around because it's really, really worth it. So so thank you to anybody who's in Patreon who supports my show and makes it worth my time to make the show. It takes a lot of time to make the show, think about the show, and I appreciate people who kick skin in the game because, you know, if people aren't even willing to support a show that tells people the truth like mine and takes so many chances, then really what's the point and why would I continue to put my neck out there? So thank you to all you people who do do that. You have a lot of integrity. I do appreciate you. 
And of course, if you want to, you can follow me. I'm legal man at U.S. Crime Review on Twitter. And the Jones Plantation L.A. screening went really well. It was very tiring, but the movie's out there. Anybody who wants to support that movie uh, is very appreciative of my end. I play Mr. Jones in it, and very soon it's going to be out on Amazon and all the major platforms, as opposed to simply just being able to go to jonesplantationfilm.com and buy it. But you can still go there and buy merchandise. That's where all the official merchandise, T-shirts and cups and hats and things like that are sold. And go there and support that film. It's a great film. It tells a great story. It's a great allegory, and it's a great way to take baby steps for people to get them on the side of freedom so that they can start to see because we have to overcome just this massive multi-billion dollar con-con scammery that's out there. So thank you to anybody who supports that project. I really do appreciate it. And beyond that, I don't think there's anything else to say, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day, wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man.